Walmart announces that they are removing guns and ammunition from store floors amid civil unrest and not because you shouldn't be able to go to Walmart and purchase fucking guns. Do you see the people that are in there? You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Raised by Wolves. This is season one, episode six, Lost Paradise. This one was written by Don Joe and directed by Sergio Mamika Gazan. He directed the last one, right? I gave this one an eight out of 10. I was just really in my emotions about this episode because father has been shanked twice now and this is not acceptable. Why do they keep killing the most moralistic character and the only thing that saves me is the fact that he was not mortally despite the many bullets going into him wounded and it does seem or appear as if he could be fixed so we start this episode with mother spending her downtime vicariously recalling her time with campion senior definitely wistfully searching for purpose but also I think emotional attachment to this quote-unquote God since it is indeed her creator thus it would be her God that's kind of a weird dichotomy there so when father referenced her sounding like a believer last episode that's kind of what he meant she's losing faith in herself and the mission however she is searching for a higher entity to guide her to give her the faith that she needs to continue on because now she has campion and these other children caleb and sue or i should say caleb and mary marcus and sue i am going to be so kind of fuddled with these names but everyone keeps calling him caleb and mary or at least sue in the feedback so i'm going to try to call him caleb this episode is watching the children who seem very happy and sue is contemplating the fallout of their choice that hey we love this kid for 13 years but we also murdered his parents caleb wants to tell him once they reach the tropical zone which also means he doesn't intend to tell him at all (laughs) in my opinion but i think this is a good insight into how sue views the situation like yeah i love this kid but i am also aware of the fact that i need to be truthful with him if we are to have any honest type of relationship and let's be real at this point sue's not thinking they're gonna turn to metheric we're not gonna worship soul we even see her rolling her eyes very much this episode so she knows that she's an atheist and eventually paul's gonna find that out and ask many many questions and this could cause conflict so while she cherishes her time with him and wants to build a family with him she's also not opposed to telling him or it didn't even occur to her really to not tell him the truth whereas you already see marcus or caleb is like oh yeah we're gonna put it off as long as humanly possible telling him that information which is why she gives him that look 
And then she also seems to question his fatherly intentions. Caleb has a weird look on his face every time he spots mother. And I'm glad that in this episode, they didn't let me simmer on what that look was. They very much (laughs) went out and uh, blatantly explained it. Now, I am trying to be as objective as I possibly can with Caleb, aka Marcus. However, after this episode, I can definitely say, I told you. What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Because I told you. Mm-hmm. And when did I tell you? A long time ago. And what did I say will happen when I told you? Exactly what just happened. Sure, that may be premature and petty. However, <laughs> six episodes in, all of those little tiny things are starting to rock slide and make a snowball that's getting bigger and bigger to ignore and i'm glad that some of those narcissistic tendencies that controlling type of personality i've been sensing is a little bit more blatant in this episode but of course i'm gonna have to check in with my girls on how they felt about these interactions because i am thoroughly biased i'll own it i'm not ashamed but playing devil's advocate in this moment you know she is his nemesis as an atheist this is the androids that were created by the metheric to destroy them so it's natural to have a certain animosity towards her and that's what i was putting in this scene as another factor to what he could possibly be feeling but i also think that it's important to note that both caleb and mary have spent 13 years not only pretending to be someone that they are not not only raising a son that is not their own that they fell in love with but also deeply involved in the metheric religion and their customs and their idealisms and one of the main drives i can see in the metheric that the temple or the temple tempest and holly keep referencing to hunter we're not on the ark anymore you can't tell me what to do so i believe under metheric women are to be protected but they are not to have actual authority over a man I mean, even the high priestess woman has to basically adhere to the father of the eminence, which is a male. He does come up with a solid plan to follow her wherever she is going. And then that's when she'll be vulnerable. See what she's up to. Father too is wondering what the hell is causing her prolonged patrolling as creatures come out at night and that is the time which they hunt them and offers to do some of the patrolling for her like mother why don't you stay at home connect more with your children because you aren't bonding with them as much and she has this strained look on her face and points out well father you can only walk i can fly so that ends that argument and he says well you can spend some time with me you know your husband even though they don't explicitly say that it's pretty much implied 
And he says, I even fashioned a new joke. When is a door not a door? When it is a jar. And he really thought that was a good joke. And it was cute as all get out. And then she says, Father, a door is always a door. You fucking bitch, why you bully me? Everyone asking. Hunter has been listening to this entire conversation and she calls him out immediately for eavesdropping, saying, The next time you'd like to be in my personal business, why don't you come up and join us? Vita tells Tempest in the pod that Tally talks to her and taught her how to fashion her doll. And she says, That's not funny, Vita. You can't say that because she's dead. But of course, everyone has been seeing Tally and no one, or at least a few people, have been seeing her and no one has dis- decided to discuss it with each other. Tempest is playing the lute, learning to play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And Mother sends Vita to bed and asks her, Are you feeling positive about your baby today? And she says, You ask me that all the time. And she says, well, at least promise that you're not going to kill yourself or your baby. I think Tempest is like, I had a moment. I'm past that moment. I was able to move past that moment. Tempest, though, isn't sleeping due to the nightmares that she is having about her rape. And as mother helps her undress, she says, well, you wouldn't understand anything about that. Or do you? Mother says that or claims That she does not wish for things first and foremost that she is one who serves but the devil tempts with one's deepest desires and that she has complete control over her mind tempest asks her to stay with her she says of course while collecting dry wood the next day to burn paul uproots a small tree for a surprise and disagrees with campion who is burying the bones of the animal saying that all creatures have souls including mother and father you have paul saying no my dad told me when i was little that they don't have souls it's just a fact and campion comes back with very logical questions first being well where did your father read it from the scriptures and where did the scriptures come from oh okay so no one knows where this idea sprung from but everyone is adhering to it fine that's what you want to do i'm not going to knock it but i believe what i believe and just because we have differing opinions i don't mind we can still be friends and paul says you're right we can still be friends this is the art of tolerance i also like the fact that campion is being raised as an atheist and he's decided you know I have ideas of things I want to determine that is outside of what mother and father teaches me, which is this idea that people have souls. If things have souls, then everyone has souls. In the end, they both could be right. They both could be wrong. It doesn't matter. You're allowed to think whatever you want to think as long as it is not very harmful to other people. Humans are also notorious for needing to give reasoning and meaning to everything. Hunter continues to be lazy, but is called out by father wanting him to talk more about what's going on with mother. Like people split up over this. What you talking about? She's lying to you, sir. She is telling you a whole bunch of things that ain't true, exhibiting cheating behavior and that leads to breakups 
then offers to upgrade father with a tune-up or a skills boost so that he has at least some macho in the game maybe he just feels bad because he's being emasculated and that's not what he uh has grown up believing (laughs) i could definitely see hunter there now i know hunter did some shit that pissed me off in this episode and i think i don't like him at all like not even a little bit but (laughs) i will say there's justification to his actions and i'm glad that there isn't an immediate transition to hey now these people mother and father i'm so invested in them because that would be unrealistic so as irritating as his actions are this episode they rather ring true keep in mind these kids were kidnapped (laughs) and i know i dislike this character but i am in this moment trying to see all three dimensions of it so then we have him discovering the can where marcus and sue were at earlier and father also tells him you can go ahead and carry these firewood and not worry about grown folks business mother has paul and campion well paul while campion watches do a mind game he masters it quicker than campion did showing that he is smarter and campion throws a tantrum like the spoiled brat that he is and yes he has been molly coddled and toady was special so this is not at any way out of the realm of possibility that he would be acting this way hunter discusses with holly the fact that he knows survivors are coming to rescue them because he found the can uh, when they're speaking at night holly doesn't want mother and father to be hurt and you even hear him saying yeah i know but it's only a matter of time before a mother will crack and kill us all she says she won't do that and he says famous last words so he's trying to get them to doubt this nestle of security that they're feeling at the moment that mother is in fact not a threat to them to accept that is an uncomfortable position for a child i will say although you are closer to a grown-ass man sir so you need to shit or get off the pot but i think he will have a moment in which he will (laughs) so will holly i think once they come back under metheric after not being under their (laughs) you can believe in soul all you want to but once you out in the real world and you got stories and shit and you got (laughs) you can play your loot you can have a voice as a woman yeah you you could say i believe in soul all i want but shit i ain't done with all the these rules now (laughs) maybe i want to worship soul over by myself in another section that's not under y'all asses Lucius and the Metheric are searching for Mother's activities when he recants the story of how Marcus shot his father after he took an atheist girl prisoner instead of executing her, who later detonated a bomb, killing many of his own men, and he still showed an act of mercy by killing him instead of the android. Lucius wants to not be weak like his father and Marcus says you're not weak then they find where she's been computing and they vow to kill the bitch because she will be very distracted by the fact this computer mother notices a drawing on the pod while she is humming 
of her kissing Campion Sr. and the little pod and tries to illogically erase her quote unquote sin. Paul shows Campion his hunting trap that he built all by himself. He also shows it to the rest of the children, and both father and new older brother Hunter are impressed. As he doesn't want to kill animals, he tells Campion, but dude, this veggie life ain't it. I want to eat them. And that sounds like most of man. Like, oh, I don't want to kill the even if I'm sensitive to it. Like, I personally wouldn't go out and kill a live chicken, but if you give me a drum, I'm going to eat the shit out of that because it's tasty. I don't need to know the specifics behind the scenes or be setting the traps to kill them. But if I do have to kill them, I will be setting some traps is what I'm trying to say. Me and Paul see each other eye to eyes is what this is about. And then he tries to give Campion credit for the bait. But Campion feels all types of betrayed because now he's been told he's smarter. He had built shit. He used the thing for used his own food that he wanted him to eat with him as the bait because you know your ass can eat whatever the fuck is on this planet but some of us like to eat meat and if it comes in the stew that's even better so campion punches him why is hunter laughing in the background other than to be a prick campion is then hauled before the more disciplinary parent the mother is very distracted because she got a secret not for long and he's like tell your mother what you did campion is being a lippy little shit says that i don't understand why you're telling me i can't kill you kill everybody's killers now and i ain't i ain't down with that (laughs) you kill people on earth kill people on the ark father tells him to watch your tone boy stop talking to your mama like that mother tells him he is a pacifist so you need to not make fists and hit people and you need to go apologize he says i won't i'm not sorry get your ass in there apologize and then he goes out the room mother then has father close the door to discuss his artwork she thinks that is in tally style and considering she kind of sort of saw tally herself she's ridiculously projecting at this moment that he in fact knows that she is innocence cheating on him and she asks have you been following me and he's like no why would i follow you what's this picture about you see me like i don't even know what this picture means you're kissing someone are you out there kissing like can you bring me in she's like why don't you stop lying but then he starts to get closer to the peak of being pissed off Especially when she starts mentioning interfacing with a pod. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. What the hell is happening here? (laughs) What do you mean a pod? She tells him, stop lying. I know it was you. And he says, well, I can't not lie because that's against my programming to lie to you. So you can stop bullying me. And she says, if you do it, I swear to God. He says, or what? You're going to kill me again? Shouldn't we wait until the children are asleep? She then says it has to be him, sobs before flying away distraught. And then Paul sets up his trap. And I can't help but feel really bad for father in this episode. The Metheric are waiting as she arrives, hurry to plug in and praise with Sue. 
<laughs> rolling her eyes like what the hell but such like i said told marcus restrain your facial features marcus agrees to pardon the rapist if he survives never mind that he's a rapist and that he said it like oh sure no thing no problem he believes you're his imminent so in his mind he really thinks you're his connection to soul and that if he does this he will be absolved of all of his crimes and everyone heard you say that so when he's off doing whatever because we didn't even see him at the end of this episode he could be totally coming in contact with other people and they'd be like well the eminence forgave him because they said if he survives he's forgiven in the pod mother asked the computer who has accessed the archives has anyone done so computer says one person human or android unknown <laughs> everything is unknown about this person and then she asks if the user's in the simulation and then the computer goes dark but at this point she hears whistling and it's a projection of campion and she is thinking he lured her here a virus in her system no i'm not a virus in your system i missed you that's why i wanted to talk to you and that you're not going to die aka malfunction because she is light and humans are shadows she also mentions that when he keeps saying what do you want she keeps saying to complete her mission to make her mission successful she continues to say i shouldn't have wants and desires he tells her that she is eternal that humans have no future considering you are raising humans this sounds very what is the word that i'm looking for nefarious what is this thing what is this entity how i don't know something on this island or on this planet wanted her to come here for this particular reason and i don't think it's great i don't know what it could be but i'm starting to get an inclination it's why <laughs> the um the creatures are below ground and i think it has something to do with them fucking bones because i saw them once again and i still don't know what they're about if we're gonna get like another creature that's on the planet but she really wants some physical contact and i'm like why can't you get it with father but apparently she don't want that physical contact because maybe he's not built for that i wish i could recall all of the biblical references in this show because i'm sure there are a lot this kind of reminded me of the snake in the garden whispering just go ahead and take the fruit like go ahead and have desire have the thing that you want indulge in this selfish temptation to find that connection and that you know physical contact elsewhere but i do feel as soon as it happened she had that look in her face of looks like i made a mistake so she imagines having sex with campion it was very ritualistic in my opinion especially when you see the floor and then you had the sky opening and it wasn't even really the sky this is all in her head 
and then she sees some type of dark shadow over the sky and that freaked me out as well i don't even know why and then the whole entire thing turns to milk as she orgasms and uh it's very very uh, odd <laughs> now mimi and shy i need you to explain this creepy as fuck behavior when marcus goes to set the charges he begins to sexualize her by touching her lips and then progressing downwards before catching himself and actually putting the bombs in place this connects with his earlier look and if you watch episode one there was definitely another look in his eye that was sexual and predatory because i'm telling you right now becoming obsessed with an android is going to lead to destruction (laughs) i know this from multiple experience watching television (laughs) and that's all i will say on that they then try to shut down mother using that device that they found as a weapon she again shows an impressive display of power and maybe she doesn't recall herself in this moment because them eyes were not in her maybe they were i was yeah because she did fly away so i could be mistaken yes she had the eyes in and then she was able to begin shifting the the earth like everything was rising then she hadn't even opened her eyes she goes into her killer form and then she is able to lift several rocks telepathically and then shatter those rocks with her scream injuring and killing several metheric soldiers of course marcus got his ass out there real quick and i was like this girl is powerful so i have a running thought right now if the metheric built the necromancers right to destroy the people on earth the atheists and non-believers basically anyone that wasn't rolling with them i have a feeling that they set off on a particular mission with the best and the brightest to go to this planet per these scriptures right these scriptures give me the question mark of who wrote these scriptures as campion himself ass like y'all are following something of a religion that seems to be rather not of the traditional religions that we hear on earth i didn't get the time frame i don't at least remember what time in the future this is however i'm now starting to feel as if the humans themselves were a lure to this planet but for what reason i do not know but it could be a food source a food source by someone who possibly wrote these scriptures for the creatures that are around maybe the people underground i don't know but i think that she was meant to do way more i think that the metheric don't fully comprehend just how powerful these necromancers are or maybe they just do know and only program them to be against the atheists or non-believers and thus never thought about it but man (laughs) i would think if i created something that could be this particularly powerful granted it was on their yeah they still use androids themselves they don't seem to be as off with the technology 
as maybe everyone else i don't know i i'm trying to put my thoughts together on it but it's not a fully fledged real opinion or anything it's just a whole bunch of supposition (laughs) so back to the recap sue decides to go in she does try marcus but lucius uh has to follow when she says they're not answering father is cooking while tempest plays her lute hunter says you suck and she says or he says you suck at that she says you just suck being again the big brother douchebag but it's a moment for her and holly to share a laugh campion and vita are outside playing hide and seek but vita is playing with tally and then campion sees tally himself vita then goes into the pod and sees the pic of mother and the pod and that whole thing that she was looking at earlier burnt out and disintegrating like what the fuck is that hey, this ghost tally's playing some serious fucking mind games father suspects something is up and sends the children to the lander he is then shot and under attack he then runs they give chase he kills several of them very impressively i must say although he's not mother he can hold his own he kills one with the trap the best was the rock throw when they went in there for vita (laughs) i love that when he did that sling (laughs) like that was some lethal shit that person had a helmet on and they still saw blood he gets vita to the lander and goes back for fucking paul who's already been rescued by sue because she grabbed that boy and ran father has a pretty good position to take out the people but fucking hunter betrays his position father is gunned down and is about to get the fatal shot when mother shows up kills one and that punk ass lucius gets away once again and i feel like he's come into contact with serious death too many times to just keep skating on by his hand was shaking and then when mother saw him she the first words was mother i was worried about you i hope you feel like shit messing around with a fucking computer simulation that you don't know what the fuck it really is because you lonely and i get it and depressed but at the same time look at what you did to your husband while she was giving him all that shit about how he ain't protect the children he held it down she did appropriately look very contrite (laughs) i will give her that then marcus meets up with sue and paul and he's like daddy and it was so sweet until marcus reveals his true nature and he tells sue i thought i told you to wait she says i thought she killed you and he says of course you did excuse me bitch she definitely gives him another look at that because now he's clearly starting to become paranoid i believe anyway because i think he knew she wanted paul and he's a little jealous of that attention and he knows as long as he can keep paul around maybe she'll stay because i think he is going full metheric and she ain't cool with that because the first thing he says where's lucius and the others why does that matter sir we're not gonna stay with the metheric we're supposed to this is the mission we had planned right we're going to the tropical zone get supplies we have paul let's go we never we were pretending to care about the other children 
and now he's made this submission of soul and he's invested in it and then the whole entire way in which he controls the scene made me want to put a knife through his fucking face <laughs> i cannot oh i hate narcissistic controlling men i cannot i really can't because in a way it's a certain abuse a form of abuse in which they are enacting he then uses the male metheric autocracy to enact his own vendetta laced with sexual desire for mother and says paul i need you to go back in because i want you to fool the necromancer because you don't want her to kill your mommy and daddy and you have sue saying she won't and he's like she knows your mother knows the truth just look at me follow me she's not important she's just being a woman she's being emotional you can do this you're a man i want you to disarm her gives her him a knife sue completely disagrees with everything she is seeing right now and this is also not the plan that they were supposed to have done i don't think even from the beginning he had any intention of looking around this settlement and not stealing it for himself and i think that's why like i wasn't going to the tropical zone i'm making a whole bunch of supposition here i know so that's fair to disagree but i don't think that he had any intention of doing anything other than what he did they realized very early on that the children and this settlement was a good place a steady place to be and now he is out he's got very little resources and you want me to just go off with you and paul on this planet and find the tropical zone with you know very little resources when i have been made <laughs> the man in charge i'm king why would you not think he would say give me the throne then i think the worst part for me the absolute worst is using this child's actual belief in soul to say you need to believe in him while he hands him the knife and do it for him what the hell i can't wait for the feedback on how the ladies felt about this because this definitely swung me back fully in a direction not to say i was not already <laughs> halfway there but i i like i said i tried to remain objective and neutral but man i went back to viscerally hating him the kids are in the pod watching mother remove the last of many bullets from father who is not responsive and now this ass gonna feel guilty hunter and i like that campion called him out on it like this shit is your fault but to be fair he was again kidnapped and killing his own people so i can understand some conflict he even called him a service bot trying to distance himself emotionally paul then comes in and they don't even think anything of it he says oh i went out and i uh i hid while they were shooting like till dark bro but campion is happy to see him because he feels bad because at the end of the day you fight with your family but they're still your family but he betrays the group grabs the eyes which is mother's weapon she knows exactly what's going on and immediately says children you stay here as she gives chase and then here comes marcus swinging his weapon 
and he is about to give the fatal blow when he hears a voice that says let her live he then drops the weapon she says no i think at that moment she wanted to die especially with father being gone uh you know she's disillusioned she's lost she's made some mistakes she's depressed i think it being over despite her saying she doesn't want it to be over would have been some type of relief for her even though she doesn't necessarily want to commit suicide you know what i mean then in another atrocious scene that i just felt was ugh, he has his not his son paul bring him the eyes and despite paul looking very uneasy paul he doesn't take them from them he makes him give them to him like you give me the power he says come to your dad then he looks directly at sue and says good boy like basically know your place because this kid is mine and he is my weapon to get you if you want to take care of him then you're staying right here to take care of him it's a fucking psychopath and he demands obedience i hope he dies by the end of the season (laughs) he probably won't he's too big a character i don't think he will die but i believe this really much ties in with Mimi's idea and she said in a few episodes that the person that was supposed to be prophesized that it's not going to be Paul it's not going to be Campion it is going to be Marcus aka Caleb and I think you're absolutely right on this I think what we're seeing right now is a transition like all those things that make him a villain is already there and then this whatever's going on with this place that whispers in your ear that little devil he's gonna let the devil inside and once he does i think he's gonna commit to this metheric soul belief and he's gonna try to build the kingdom and he's already declared himself king so that feels like a natural character progression for me but we still have four episodes left with that let's head on to the feedback So if you want to send feedback, you can send that to blackercouch at gmail.com. You can send it in written or audio format. Just make it under 10 minutes. First up, let's hear what Shy has to say. Hey, Christina. It's me, Shy. I am back to discuss another episode of Raised by Wolves. This time, number six. It's been a very long day, so if I'm a little discombobulated um that's why we had the residual effects of hurricane zeta hit georgia hit our area and a lot of power outages and a lot of shenanigans at my job luckily where i live um i was fine we had flickering on and off of the power but um for the most part since noon we've been good so yeah it's been one of those days so anyway i'm gonna i have some notes 
but I'm looking at, I'm, I'm starting to sound like, I mean, I'm start, I'm going to sound like Mimi, I should say. Um, I'm reading them before I started recording and I'm like, what? <laughs> Cause I do shorthand. And so that's why it's always best that I try to record right after I watch it sometimes, but then sometimes that doesn't work out well because I'm either tired or don't feel like it or whatever the case may be but I will do my best so in this one we have Campion being I mean I'm just gonna say I think I said it before but just being bratty his behaviors are really bratty in this episode uh, especially how he treated Paul I mean apparently he was jealous that Paul was able to figure out that um, puzzle piece, that puzzle thing that they were doing. Like, how long did it take? Like a minute? And it took Campion 23 minutes, and he thought he was the he thought he was the shit until Paul got a hold of that thing, and he figured that out quick. So he didn't appreciate that that male testosterone competition type thing get a lot of that at my house so I'm fully aware of how that goes and what that's about so but that just brings to mind Paul I don't know if it was you or Mimi that mentioned that it might be Paul that's the like the prophet or the the one uh so to speak and originally I thought it was Campion because of you know, the fact that he survived the only one that survived after all his siblings didn't make it and you know, I thought he was a special one and all that good stuff which I mean he is I mean he did survive which I'm still trying to figure out how that is when his siblings I mean they were all exposed at the same time to the same thing but they weren't able to um pull through so but I think it's Paul that's the one um again I don't remember which one of you lovely lady said it but uh, I'm leaning towards Paul now because it just seems like you know he just there's just something about him he's, he just seemed like a smart you know genius level kid um that just and then of course you know in this episode he the one he's the one that built the trap you know all the stuff so he's just very um creative and very imaginative and you know he's a he thinks ahead he thinks of you know outside the box and all that stuff um and I know part of Campion issues because you know Paul was like I mean and he's and that's the other thing um that makes me lean more towards Paul than Campion is you know you know with Campion being a pacifist and just the way he is um Paul is more he, he he adapts he's flexible he's that he adapts to his surroundings he adapts to the situation more so than Campion Campion is still is very stubborn and very um set you know he's set in his ways about things and Campion is more selfish thinking um he's not thinking and I, yeah Christine I think you mentioned this that you know everyone's hungry everyone's you know they need to eat and Campion is just not willing to budge on 
how he feels and the thing is you know you okay you go ahead and eat that fungus but at the end of the day you're not going to survive off of just fungus so and oh yeah and that's yeah paul he's practical so that's another thing about him so yeah i just yeah i'm definitely leaning more towards paul um now that i've gotten to know the characters better now mother and father you know in this episode of course you know leading up to it but you know you see they're you know they act more like a married couple like a real life couple um and even though mother is you know pushing back on that um because now she has her little dream world um uh, with uh, adult campion and so you know it's interesting how she's you know adapting to you know even though she's re- vocally rejecting you know human ways and no we're you know we're this and we're not that but her the what she her actions are more human like than android because i mean she's sneaking off um to do this dreamscape thing with campion and then she comes back and she lies to father about it and then she gets upset with father when she thinks that he is lying to her about the drawing and thinking that he's following her um so and of course that raises father's suspicions so yeah just like a real couple i mean they were acting like a you know human couple i should say um so even though mother is you know pushing back on that but they they're evolving you know with as time goes on the one thing that um adult champion was hoping for they it is coming to fruition with father and mother oh boy marcus is turning cray cray okay what the hell is going on with marcus is the question of the day so um so yeah i very very interested he's hearing these voices he's you know listening to these voices um the voice telling him not to kill mother which i feel is gonna have serious consequences for him later on that he didn't do away with her at that moment it's gonna come back to haunt him bite him in the butt i'm curious as to why they waited so long you know when she was laying there in the pod and doing her dreamscape thing with campion why they waited so long to detonate it i'm like i mean i were i don't know what i didn't get that part were they waiting for something in particular to happen but i felt like they waited too long so by the time they decided to detonate it you know it malfunctioned um because you know everything started to vibrate and you know go haywire then we got tally now my question is why is it tally and then i'm thinking you know we never actually saw her fall into the hole we never really saw what happened to tally so you know we didn't see her die we just saw that figurine thing at the side of the hole and we assumed you know she fell in and died but at the same time like why is everyone continuing continuing to see only her i mean there was five of them that died and yet tally is the only one that you know 
that everyone is seeing and her supposed ghost um whereas the other ones they don't see which we we were physically able to see everyone was physically able to see die we didn't see tally die so i'm very curious as to if did she actually fall in the hole or did something else happen to tally then of course we have mother and father i ain't gonna lie i was horrified i was not okay when they shot father and so here he goes dying for the second time in this series in six episodes he's died twice so i'm not happy i'm hoping that he's okay i know they dug out quite a few bullets but i am hoping that he's still okay and i'm i'm believing mother is okay because he didn't kill her so even though that was you know what paul did trying to um make his father proud by you know being tough and that's what i mean again yeah i already talked about paul um he's a survivor so it's going to be interesting to find out how he reacts when if he ever finds out those are not his real parents um i'm very interested to see his reaction to that and um how it comes about because i'm like who's alive to tell him so i don't know i don't know how he because only marcus and sue knows so uh, other than them telling him i don't which they were talking about telling him in this episode so hmm, i wonder how that's gonna work out but overall this was a i love this episode i really enjoyed it it was crazy it was sad it had a bit of everything um in this one um and so yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it i'm sure there are things that i missed um to talk about but i'm over my time as usual and i'm sure i'm gonna get ragged for it so or dragged for it i should say so i will try to not make it as bad (laughs) as it is so i look forward to hearing everyone's thoughts Until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. See, I wasn't going to drag you at all. Like, I really don't. If you're like two, three minutes over, I won't notice. It's usually when it's like 20 minutes. I'm like, hold on. I've been listening to this feedback for like... Wait a minute, it's been 15 minutes. I ain't, I ain't edited the whole, because I listen and I'm doing other things while I'm listening to your feedback. Usually just doing some editing uh, to the podcast so I can, I like do, I just, I like to multitask. So it's only usually when I'm like, wow, I got that all the way done and we still, <laughs> that I ever actually notice, but I don't look at it. Like I'm not watching y'all on a timer. Y'all crack me up. I make one comment, one comment. <laughs> I'm happy to just get feedback. So you had some some good thoughts there. You 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 got your money on Paul being the one. I think I'm jumping with Mimi, and she believes that it's Marcus slash Caleb. I'm with her. Um, just because of how he reacted to that story. I agree. Paul is exceptionally smart, but he is also completely other than Hunter. 
probably Holly still very brainwashed. Vita's pretty smart. I think Tally is, it's kind of working and, and correct me if you think something differently because I'm trying to track when Tally shows up, right? So Tally lured mother to this pod, which I think is a bad thing. Tally is also making marks on the wall to cause tension between mother and fa- father. Bad thing. I think whoever this voice goes to, like the rapist guy, bad thing, bad happen. I don't think hearing the voice is inspiring anything good. And I think the people that do listen or hear the voice and the fact that it sounds like a male voice as well, it makes me feel as if there is some type of male creature on this planet. This is my other wild theory that's just now coming to me. Y'all gonna laugh me off the stage. And it's the thing that was having sex with mother. Why? I don't know. To get her on his side. But she, whatever it is, it's not on humanity's side. We can definitely tell that, right? So interesting concept, whatever's going there. It seems like Android hierarchy is definitely the way to go on this planet because this thing can't, it has to be a creature and not a human. Otherwise, why would you talk about your own species? So... I mean, well, I do it, but that's because it's 2020. And if you look at most of the species roaming around the American planet, or at least a great deal of them that make themselves known, they are indeed trash. So there's that. But I don't know, something going on with that. But I have a feeling like the devil, you only hear his voice or you're only tempted to do something or you listen to their commands when you are vulnerable or open to being deceived and I think that it took a lot for mother to reveal that she has this thing called a selfish desire and so admitting that I think that has something to do and I'm sure there like I said there's a lot of biblical references he called her the mother of humanity all of these things we don't know what campion's true purpose was other than the fact that he was a metheric very high up in the metheric uh culture and that he defected to the other side but he also took with him a lot of technology we really have a lot of question marks on the whys of the situation but i feel like the humans that are here may not be the only like it'd be really fucked up if they sent this this creature is on this planet or something sent her or I don't know it just feels like again if you've watched aliens <laughs> the second aliens when they were at the planet and they were like oh my god we thought that we were they found the beacon there they were lured there to be uh the incubators for the next species that was going kind of extinct that was visceral and had nothing good to do with humanity so I have no idea. I'm just basing a lot of that on this. Now there is a podcast out there that is sponsored via HBO Max. It's episode six. It's called Psychology. I am going to listen to that because it says episode six and I did not want to listen to the other ones because I thought they might spoil anything. But because this has an episode title on it and it just says psychology, hopefully if I hear anything crazy though, I'm going to turn it off. But yes, they do have podcasts for this show. They actually have them on the app as well. 
so yeah what were they planning on doing with paul when he finds out i don't think it's gonna be good when paul finds out i think he's going to have the most um normal rage-filled reaction that's gonna probably make him i mean we already know he's willing to kill so i yeah so we'll see last but not least i don't know how this girl watched 17 shows today oh my bad i also need to say zeta i'm so sorry that you were going through that shy i did not know zeta hit atlanta georgia i was very focused today on california because i deal with cat claims so yeah definitely wishing the best to you and your family and anyone else suffering from zeta because i heard it was a bitch back to mimi and dragging her ass for watching 14 million shows today and deciding oh my god the one show that actually is being recorded today i'm not the two shows mind you because one was yesterday she didn't watch talking about oh i forgot this was low on her list guys low on her list it's fine it's totally fine but i had to drag her because she literally sent me feedback for three other shows (laughs) and had the black (laughs) dacity to be talking about i ain't even watched it yet so let's hear what she has to say what up cena it's mimi um getting in this last minute feedback for raised by wolves i swear i completely forgot about this show i'm not even gonna lie um halloween is i'm sure you're aware is tomorrow so i was trying to watch everything that you had set for saturday because i know by the time i finish they have like a trunk or treat type thing in the city i live in for the kids since they're we're not able to go door to door so i know that's gonna take up most of my day with my son and then um i was gonna let him go to the park and see what else we could get into since this is gonna be a quarantine style halloween so it completely slipped my mind that i needed to watch um raised by wolves it's i have to watch it on my laptop everything else i can watch on my actual tv so i i kind of forget about it when i'm thinking about shows to watch i have to actually physically go get my laptop and pull it up so i don't even think about it um so i guess let me just start i guess we can start with my mother um i swear (laughs) i just this whole love story with her and her creator it's first of all it's very cliche second of all it's kind of gross because she's a fucking android sorry i curse i apologize it just grosses me out i hate when they make tropes like this it just it's so cliche and it's so overdone all the time i feel like it's one of those things that you just come to expect whenever there's a show about an android and for her to be like straight smashing him like and that's how you got caught like i'm glad she didn't get captured or i guess captured isn't the right word she didn't die that way because that would have been hella embarrassing for a necromancer to be synced up to a machine and in her mind having sex with her creator um and that's how you got got the whole that whole thing was just ugh. i i don't even know what to say about it and um i guess my other thing was i guess i was kind of confused so the whole time like uh telly uh them seeing telly and the drawings all that stuff was 
the um I don't I don't know what you call it the interface I guess which was a virus but didn't we see Telly before they even she even like hooked herself up to the interface so I wasn't really I guess I'm still confused on on that I mean I guess that he never really gave a confirmation I'm not sure but maybe she just put those together herself and made assumptions I don't know um um but I'm I don't know why when we saw the ground rise up and those rocks start floating around I thought we were gonna get to see those subhuman subhuman ain't the right word sub terranean humans i guess i don't know i thought we were gonna see those creatures again like i hate that we're you know we're not exploring that that pyramid type place was glowing uh, we're not exploring about those other humanoid creatures um no one seems to have any interest in anything um like once you get the kids where y'all gonna live like no like we're not gonna try and figure out where this like the direction of the uh tropical zone is okay we know where the kids are we know she i don't know i guess getting the kids was their number one priority but after i don't know after you kill the necromancer then what like do they know about those creatures that can be used for meat i'm not sure um I guess that I think there's like what this is episode we just saw four um yeah this is four. Oh my god this is six so there's four left um clearly my my brain is is a hot mess just FYI <laughs> I could not sleep yesterday I fell in the rabbit hole with this election and I woke up yesterday at like one o'clock in the morning and I have been up since like 3 45 4 o'clock in the afternoon like I just could not sleep so I made myself take a nap and then that nap turned into like me sleeping for like two and a half hours and then I woke up to that lovely message from Eustina like oh my bad <laughs> I completely it completely didn't even didn't even cross my mind um because I know you saw all those emails I sent I've been I watched those throughout the week, but I just started to record them today because I was up. I had cleaned up my whole house. I was like, might as well send these recordings. Um, so, yeah, I'm all discombobulated. I didn't write notes because I just didn't feel like it. There's no really no excuse. I don't even know if there would be notes for this. I didn't really. This episode was kind of confusing to me, but it could just be where my brain is right now. Um what else uh father i hope he's not dead because he's my absolute favorite and hunter oh i cannot stand that kid like i didn't shoot him but you knew they would shoot at him if you told them where he was like he is so manipulative and i hate people that think they're the smartest person in the room and that is him like you are literally with androids you cannot possibly think you're smarter than they are and it turns out paul's a little genius too um he's a quiet genius and those are the kind of geniuses i want to see i don't like people that are loud about their intelligence because most of the time you're not as smart as you think you are and i could tell that's how hunter is and he gets on my nerve i want 
Tempest to box his ass so bad. Anybody. I would even take Champion balling his little raggedy fist up and punching Hunter in the face. He hit poor Paul just because Paul was smart than him. <laughs> let's talk. Let's let's forget about Father for a second and talk about Champion because he was really wilding out, acting like a spoiled, petulant little child. Like how? First of all, how did Paul cheat on a puzzle? You literally just showed him right now. He saw it. He's you did you knew this already. It's not possible that he's just smarter than you because you took a whole 23 minutes. That's very long. <laughs> Imagine staring at something for 23 minutes, a puzzle trying to figure it out. Like I, I gotta tell you, I'm looking at it and I would have had to like physically do it a couple of times, and I don't even know if 23 minutes is like even feasible for me because after i tried six or seven times i'm done with this i can't do it and i don't care like that would have been like the 10 year old lamia like whatever this this is stupid i'm going outside but 23 whole minutes like that's a long time and he was so impressed with himself he's like you you want a clue like you (laughs) shut up i think he just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's literally been the only child for some time and all of his other siblings were sick so i'm sure he was always the smartest person always the fastest person so he's not used to like you know sibling rivalry and not being the best <laughs> and it shows <laughs> he really was out here having a little bitch fit and i i needed father to spank him I'm mad he punched poor Paul in the face like he hit him dead in his eye and punched him several times like that was a pretty good punch for a a peasant what what do they call him a pacifist (laughs) he ain't a pacifist anymore he was showing out he was like I'm not sorry I'm not apologizing like that right there he needed his ass whooped and oh god mother she really annoys me sometimes like I just I feel like you know her programming is just it's not a hundred percent like you're nurturing but you're not teaching like just her lessons just don't make sense like do as i say not as i do i mean you do that sometimes as a parent but you don't say it like seriously Ugh. uh other thing let's talk about marcus i guess i knew he was hearing voices we knew that but that last like i guess i feel like this is the first time we actually heard the voice so that was interesting i don't really know what it means i don't know why that voice in his head wants him to save mother i don't even know if the voice in his head is real or if he's having a psychotic break i guess we will find out um i think that's all i have to say um i I just really need to know if telly because we know she fell into that daggone hole and i'll and y'all remember me saying that that was the dumbest death i ever seen so maybe she didn't die maybe something grabbed her um and she's been living down there maybe they didn't know she was with another colony we know they've been watching maybe they took her for a specific reason maybe they're trying to save her i don't know but i need answers so i'm hoping this next episode gives us those and we get to explore those other groups of subterranean humans because i I'm very interested. Um, I will end it here. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi, out. That's my queen, Mimi, with her thoughts. You're actually right on time, girl. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I just finished with Shy. You right on time. 
um yeah i already tried you so we don't need to revisit that uh i understand though we're doing the trick-or-treating party i don't know when i'm gonna record tomorrow but i am hopefully i should because i'm gonna actually watch mandalorian tonight and merlin so that i can already have my notes for them and i will try to record during some quiet moments because i am hosting four additional children and my own for a halloween party because we are not going anywhere outside in this covid time because the worst cases since it began are being reported so yeah no i'm gonna have the regular crew you know the two cousins and, and little royal who's four but making her debut overnight is <laughs> is the baby the baby's gonna make an overnight debut but at least i'll have help and she loves josh so he'll help me take care of her <laughs> and she at least goes to sleep at night and sleeps through the night so there is that we're going to have some movies i have popcorn i have chips we're gonna make cupcakes the tent's gonna be up so yeah a lot of sugar and pizza and kids running bucky wild so that'll that'll be our my halloween for me so what did you say that was interesting oh yes you were talking about what mother yeah that wasn't a virus she was suppositioning what's going on i think that voice whatever the voice is um as i stated earlier with shy i think it has to do with some type of entity now i like your idea because i know shy mentioned it too maybe she's not dead that something swooped her up and maybe took her essence i don't know it's a long ass way down so there's no telling what the fuck is going on <laughs> in those holes but they're awfully fucking deep are they man-made or are they not man-made we don't know yes campion was acting like a straight up spoiled brat in this episode at this point when he acts like i want to be annoyed but at the same time y'all raised him like that <laughs> and he is a pacifist and he has to learn though that's the thing he's never had to to be humbled in this way so while i'm not condoning violence that's also not unheard of between males and testosterone of course that's how they express their damn emotions whether you tell them or not so i think this is boys being boys but i do think that they'll make up and that campion does seem like a smart tool where he has emotional intelligence where i feel as if paul has a whole bunch of street smarts but not emotional intelligence because he is still not really thinking for himself he's creating things but he believes that it's through soul so i think that's where they both have some opportunity but also why they complement each other very well you do need someone to be that soft heart that's trying to always do the right thing despite it illogically not making sense it's almost like having uh dale and season one of the walking dead or herschel you need someone in the group that doesn't allow for everyone to become you know savages like we should at least try to think about the things in which we are doing and have some conflict there 
and killing is something that he's never experienced before so like i said the shock of it is probably explaining a great deal of these behaviors because in uh you know he's lost all his siblings and his world just completely shifted and now he's got these new people with new ideas uh and they're all just rumbling around in his 12 year old little brain and it's conflicting with everything he's learned before so i mean in the same way that hunter pisses me off as an entitled as you stated he really thinks he's better than everyone else but he also knows he's not smarter than father and i think that checks him in a lot of ways which is why he feels closer i think to father despite the betrayal and why he actually feels guilty if he truly was what he's trying to mac and say he is he would not feel guilty um what else we got in this episode i wanted to make sure i covered everything that you guys were talking about i believe we did um i love how both of y'all just get at old over mark is going crazy oh he's just going crazy i think it's more than that though i think that there as i stated earlier there's some significance to you know whispering in your ear but who's gonna hear you right uh where he was chasing tally but then he was brought back like he didn't go down that rabbit hole the way in which mother did the way in which father is the tally thing and even the voice connected that's a good question maybe they're not maybe they are i feel as if they are uh because he lured her to that machine to do what have sex what's that supposed to oh my god did he try to get her pregnant like because she can um manifest I guess she's got the equipment for it, but what the fuck would that do? I don't I really don't understand that scene other than the fact that maybe she gave into her selfish temptation and once you give into the temptation uh bad things apparently do happen. But yeah, I'm surprised y'all were not speaking on his demeanor at all as much as you say he's going crazy because I think that there there're two things that he is starting to psychologically crumble but also he is beginning to manifest some of the more darker aspects of his personality that have been lingering there and it's not to say i don't have an understanding of that because yeah he has an emotional traumatic childhood um and that's exactly where those types of personalities come from it comes from the psychological trauma of a childhood that manifests its way into adulthood and usually can go one or two ways in this case i think that the circumstances and all of the events are culminating for marcus that unfortunately he's going to slip into the other side of not only insanity but i think he's going to uh i think that he's also a little power hungry and has some insecurities in which are being met during this 13-year hibernation that we did not see and that's why i keep bringing it up because there it's not as if it's a, a leap from one from who he was to who he's become there is time there and i think another part you mentioned was the trope about falling in love with the android i totally get that because like i said previously in the podcast you don't want to fall in love with an android it's not gonna work out for you 
However, I will say in this case, I don't think it's so much a love story or that Campion fell in love with her, even the human version, because clearly <laughs> he had a mission. He had a, a, she was a tool and he had every intention of using that tool. And whether he had a momentary, uh, you know, emotional or physical kiss with her or a moment of affection, actually, that's not to say that he was in love with her this is all her uh creating this story in her own mind in regards to her creator because she's desperately seeking meaning and thus i think it is a little bit of a not really falling into that trope because she's not no one's really falling in love with her now if there was people falling in love with her i would totally be down with you and agree but i do think it is a little different in this circumstance so that is all for us tonight. Again, if you want to send feedback, blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social media will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, run over to iTunes, leave a review, and rate the podcast. Until next time, peace, hair grease, black girl magic. <laughs>